you need to be in that place to start thinking differently so that you can go out and change your life and be able to start attracting those things that you want. And this is true even if you've had a lot of success because at different points during your life as you're climbing that ladder or you're on that flow upward, you're going to run into challenges. Those old beliefs are going to come back and you're going to need to continue to prime so that you can be able to move through and and really create the life you want. I'm Stephen Pesavento, and welcome to the Name Your Number podcast presented by the Investor Mindset. As someone who comes from a challenging childhood, I've spent my life seeking financial security, personal growth, and ultimately freedom. The freedom to not wake up worried about the next paycheck, but rather with the confidence of knowing that my passive income pays my bills without the need to think about it. When you name your number that you'll earn passively, that creates your ultimate quality of life, then I believe you've achieved real freedom. Welcome to my show. It's time to name your number. I'm excited to have Christina Suter in the studio. How are you doing today, Christina? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. I'm looking forward to it. I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but whatever it is, it's going to be good. I know that. Well, I have a feeling that it's in perfect alignment. You're a big a big proponent of thinking right, of having the right mindset about helping other people think and, and believe what, what's actually possible in their life. And, you know, you've bought a lot of real estate, you're a registered financial advisor, and you're supporting people out in the world, helping them create that financial freedom. So why don't we talk about, uh, first off, one of the topics that I know you love to talk about, what is abundance and why does having that belief make such a big difference as an investor? So let me first clarify that abundance is a belief and an experience and that money doesn't really have a lot to do with it. And it's it's very easy to understand this. When you think about all the people who are like, oh yeah, I worked really, really hard to get lots and lots of money. And then you meet these people and it's like, but you're not happy. You've worked 20 years, 30 years of your life to be able to create this financial base underneath you, whether it's a high level job or whether it's an extensive real estate portfolio and you haven't found peace. And that's ultimately when I I talk a lot about the vision in your head, ultimately the vision in people's head almost always is I want to be rich. I do this at my Phoebe meeting. Hey guys, we all have a vision in our head. What's the vision in your head? Think of that vision in your head. What is it? What is in that? Is it really about having a million dollars worth of wallpaper on the wall? Is it really about having a mattress filled with a million dollars and hundred dollar bills? Is that what being rich means to you? Or is it something else? that the vision in your head creates, it inspires you, it lights you up. That vision in your head is what has you sit in this seat in this very boring meeting to be able to reach that. Now the vision in your head has what in it? What is your experience? There's almost always some version of freedom of time, freedom of integrity, freedom of choice, legacy, being able to take care of others or security. Now that, when we have those elements, freedom of choice, freedom of time, legacy security, that's when we have a feeling of abundance. You don't need $20 million to get a feeling of abundance. You need to be whatever is financially secure for you. And financially secure for you is, as you know, can be based upon a very complex history, whether it's childhood, whether it's as a young adult, fresh in the working field of what that number means. But abundance is an experience, gratitude, not feeling anxious, 
being relaxed, being calm. That happens to be the end result of financial freedom. Mm. And maybe even some self-pride. Because when we feel calm, when we feel abundant, I find what naturally comes out of us when we stop focusing on what our needs are and feeling like our needs are fulfilled, what comes out of us is almost always generosity. Whether it's generosity of money, generosity of time, generosity of spirit. The natural thing I think people drop into when they're authentically relaxed in themselves is almost always some version of kindness and love. It's very rarely anger and resentment. Yeah. Well, it's from that place when you recognize that when you're living in a place of abundance, when you're you're embodying that within your life, that it's a belief you carry, but it's an experience that you move through the world with, that mm -hmm. it actually changes the way that you interact with other people, that you interact with different kinds of opportunities, and that you interact with the challenges that are inevitable, no matter what greatness you're going after. And so when you're clear on that, it, it sounds great. And then we come back to those, that programming that we've been running. We come back to that scarcity and the fear. We come back to those, those things that end up pulling us back into our old way of thinking. Sure. So what are some questions, Christina, that you would recommend that people ask themselves when it comes to understanding what are those things that might be holding them back and how do they let go of them in order to be able to move forward into embodying that abundance? So it's not so much questions as practices or processes, right? So first, I love the, I love the little quiet head nod, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, sure. like, yeah, it's true. Um, it, it, there are questions that you ask. The questions end up leading you down the path. That's part of the process. But that's part of the process. You. Like, gee, I just really overreacted to that thing, right? Like, whoa. Oh, I didn't mean to yell at my daughter. I didn't mean to yell at the other driver. I didn't mean like it like bubbles out of you. And there's an observer in your head who goes, whoa, what I just do? Or a voice going, oh, man, I'm a bad person. I really hate what I just did. Mm -hmm. Right. Observing those moments is when you go, ah, I call your arrow home. It is an indicator that it's time to do your inner work. It's an arrow pointing right back to the heart of yourself. And you can listen to it and use it and write it back into yourself, into your being, or you can ignore it. But if you choose to listen to it, then comes the processes, whether it's free-form writing for 20 minutes, whether it's what I, I call left or right-handed writing, it's a version of gestalt work, where you literally put the anger on one side and the calm, wise self on the other, and they hash it out. And we might have very colorful language in the hashing it out. And the more colorful, the better, as far as I'm concerned, because generally the part that is upset has a lot of colorful language in there. And not allowing it to have a free, authentic voice, even if it's terrifying, is what keeps it trapped. And then it comes out like too much mayonnaise in a sandwich. It splurts out all over everybody else, and you don't know why it's doing that. Because all you want to eat is a nice, healthy, lovely sandwich in your world. And for some reason, you're getting mayonnaise over everybody. Right? So, so you really need to go back to the process. So that's the process of doing the work, therapy work, 
right? Can help you do it. I, there's humanistic, there's transgenerational, there's regression therapy, there's a personal growth workshops, there's mindset work. There's all kinds of things you can do to help you go back in and literally shovel out the messages that weren't for you. One of my teachers used to say, and I loved this conversation. She said, it's like your family fed you strawberries and didn't know you were allergic to them. Mm-hmm. So they literally fed you what they thought their best belief systems were at the time. Life is hard. Oh, you just need to toughen up. Get a little grit in you. They thought that was a good thing when they fed it to you. But you experienced an allergic reaction to it called they don't love me. They don't care about me. They hate me or they ignore me or I'm not important. Or even so far as I'm broken or I'm damaged. And that's the belief you took from it. You could dig that belief back out again through these different processes. I love the left and right hand journaling. That's my favorite. Right. And it's through these processes that you're really coming to a place of having that self-awareness to understanding what are those those beliefs? What are those experiences that are actually holding us back to then be able to replace them? with something that is going to be able to move us forward. And so when it comes to being aware and having that self-awareness and being in a position to be able to see those things, what it does is it gives you that perspective to be able to do some of your own work. And that's why having a coach or a therapist or a mentor, somebody who's a third party, they can often help you see those things that you might not see yourself because you're so close to it. But as you start doing this work, you follow these processes, you go through uh, the uh, process of actually being able to become aware of what's going on. You can start recognizing those things yourself. And so from your perspective, how does this then play into the goal and dream of being able to be free? to be able to have control of your life, of your time, to have the security and all of those things. How does this actually lead you down a path to being able to create that? Sure, not a problem. Let me highlight something you just said, the reprogramming. I don't know everybody, I don't know if everybody knows, maybe they do because they listen to your show, the people who are already listening, maybe they already know the secret that not everybody knows, which is you actually can reprogram the fear, the trauma and the belief in your head. And that's ultimately the goal. The goal is to reprogram it into a positive message, into a more settled message or a more authentic message for who you are. So I just want to state that actively, right? That's where we're going. Once you've done enough of that, there's a clarity that can show up. And that clarity helps you craft, intentionally choose your priorities and your integrity in being able to go, this is where I want to go. This is who I wish to be. And now you're crafting a life generally financially successful as part of the equation. I very rarely hear somebody go, I want to plan a financially unsuccessful life. That's the plan I want to have. (laughs) Generally, it's some version of a financially successful life based on what you're authentically passionate about or is authentic to your skills. Because being able to know what your strengths are, you also need to be able to admit what your weaknesses are. And when you can do that in this process that we talked about, honest self-accounting comes from having been able to go, oh, this is the truth of who I am. Guess what? I'm a dyslexic kid. I really freaking suck at doing newsletters. I'm never going to be successful at that. But I really love videos. 
So let me create, craft a marketing campaign that's reliant on my talking and not reliant on my writing because I'm setting myself up. Who would teach me that writing is what I should do? The school system, my parents, other people who are really good at writing, but that's not me. That's an, that's the strawberry I'm allergic to. So what it gives you is a sense of clarity to answer your question directly. It gives you a sense of clarity where you're grounded inside of yourself which I also have daily practices to keep that clarity in place, but you're grounded inside of yourself, which allows you to make much simpler decisions that are much more authentic and on purpose to who you choose to be mm. in that moment and in creating a future in front of you. Yeah. It's from that place that you can start to make the decisions that because you know yourself well enough and you know where you want to go and you know what you want to feel and what you want to experience it, you've made that decision in advance. And because you know yourself, you know, what are those steps or those challenges or those weaknesses mm -hmm. that you'll want to bring other people to the table to help support you moving through or what strategies are going to best fit who you are and what you're going after. And, it, in summary, the reason that it matters when it comes to investing, the reason it matters when it comes to yes. business and finance is because that is typically the foundation of what every other strategy that you're going to end up using. You need to be in a solid place personally so that you can then go out and interact with the world and try different things and be comfortable in knowing what to expect and how you're going to be able to react to it. Yes, it also gives you the inner fortitude to be able to face things that you're afraid of. Like you answered your own mm -hmm. question beautifully there. How does the personal growth work tie to finances? Is that you generally feel brave enough, no longer oppressed, no longer compressed, brave enough to say, this is who I'm meant to be. Let's build it. You said that so perfectly. Let's find the team that will let me build it. Let me be authentic to what that goal and vision is. Now I'm not afraid. And when something goes wrong, because things go wrong, right? We talk about that extensively in real estate. Things go wrong. The question becomes, will I turn tail or will I hold steady? And if you've done the personal growth work and you keep doing your daily practices, you're much more likely to be able to hold steady. Your why, they, people talk about your why. If your why is really big, you can get there. Yeah, and if you're really clear in your why, because you're clear in yourself, then you have that fortitude, that grit, that grounding to be able to move into truly capturing your dream. Because now you're not afraid to dream anymore. Little yeah. kids, I mean, little kids weren't afraid to dream. We get afraid to dream, but then we become conscious again, and we can go. I have permission to dream now. Guess what? Then comes joy. So out of clarity comes the path. Out of fulfilling the path comes the joy. Financial success follows when you're clear and you're grounded and you're navigating through this physical world in a way where you're accountable for yourself and your actions. Financial success can come out of that accountability because you're not dodging anymore. You're taking mm -hmm. it on the chin and you're still standing. Yeah, because the, the truth is that when it comes to running a business or investing or interacting in the world, there's going to be challenges and the rules of the game, they change quite often. And yes. so when you're aware of who you are, what your weaknesses are, what your strengths are, what you're actually going after. And if you recognize that you're actually playing a game, 
And that the faster that you can recognize that the rules of that game have changed, the stronger your position is going to be in being able to win at that game. And of course, there's going to be losses, there's going to be ties, there's going to be challenges, but you're able to work through that. What are some of the biggest challenges? I know you work with a lot of clients at different levels who are kind of on their way towards financial freedom. What are some of the biggest challenges that you see people face uh, that they need to be able to overcome? Yes. Let me add something to what you said before. And then, yes, let's talk about that because it leads into that second piece where one's identity lands. So when your identity isn't in the game, you described it beautifully. When you, when you realize you're playing a game embedded in that statement is my identity isn't in the game. My identity is in me. Now I have freedom to play the game. And the game I'm choosing to play is financial freedom. And the reason why I use that word, because talking now to get to the second half, the reason why I use that word is because financial leadership is the is the heralding call I keep talking about with my clients. Choosing to be in financial leadership. You are a choice, but I have a job. I'm not a choice. Yes, you are. You're a choice because you choose to be a choice. When you choose to be a choice and you take that clarity and you anchor in that, then you craft your life. You let your job be something that's buying you away to either saving money or using it to bring you skills. Then that job has a purpose. You start saving in order to purchase a passive income item to kind of don't care what it is generally, but generally it's in real estate because that's my area of expertise is it's going to be something in real estate. You purchase a passive item of some kind, or you create another business model in real estate that allows you to gain the leadership in your own world that you're seeking, that's when you have the experience of pride of self, which allows for greater stability. It's the choice, the choice to say, I'm going to be in financial leadership and all that is involved in that because I'm developing my future, not somebody else's future. Mm-hmm. That's when you really start getting it. Now, that's the primary thing I see people struggle with when they come to me. Oh, well, my dad used to, or my mother used to, or I can't, or my parents said, or, and I'm like, I don't give a shit about all of that. Let's do some process. <laughs> like, let's process you through all this. Obviously, I care a lot about that because I need to get them through it to where they can choose financial leadership. Out of financial leadership comes the habits. Out of the habits comes the strength. So that's one of it. Another thing I see is people being sort of like, oh, I can wish it into existence. Can't I? Can't I just wish into existence my financial freedom? No, no, you can't wish it into existence either. But isn't that what a lot of spiritual work says is you can wish it into existence. If I just hold the focus long enough and I wish it, it'll be so. No, because if you think you're going to wish it into existence, you're going to turn tail at the first knock on the chin. Right. So it's not just wishing it into existence. It's literally landing inside of a personal fortitude. Again, I hate to say it, but that fortitude comes from the commitment to self, which comes out of knowing what would have you not be loyal to yourself. Because that's what we're trained to do. We're trained to not be loyal. So when you train yourself to be loyal to yourself, to your vision and your goals, then the grit shows up out of that not out of being beaten, being abused, being told who you are, the world deciding who you should be. That's not where grit comes from. And what you're really driving to is you need to have the grit to be able to persist through the challenges that are inevitably going to come. And by being clear 
on understanding that those things are there. Yes, you can use the spiritual technique of attracting those things into your life, but you also need to then manifest not only the things that you're thinking about, but you actually have to take action in the real world to then pull those things into your reality. So that's where the that that's where the next round grounding every day, meditating every day, vision boards, affirmation work, having your mission goals and vision, following your goals weekly, having an accountability partner, having five people around you who are as successful as you want to be or as you'd like to get to, creating liaisons with people who are dedicated to that work, maybe releasing liaisons to people who are not, who would question you, who would pull you back in your thinking. I call it moving from one tree to another tree. You're literally letting go of the tree that you grew up in and deciding this is who I'm going to be. And then you're feeding that every day with those affirmation steps, with the goals, with being accountable to your goals, with your accountability partner. I'm going to make 10 phone calls. I'm going to make 100 offers. And I'm not going to give up when my first 80 offers are zero and they turn me down. My accountability partner is going to remind me, I want to be more than that. I'm not going to stop there. I'm going to do 20 more until I get the offer that accepted that's a yes. Or I'm going to change my plan. And I'm going to be dedicated to that every day. For some people, they review their goals every morning. For me, I meditate every morning. I have my accountability partners. I have two of them, truth be told. Mm -hmm. I have two of them that I work with in order to keep me moving forward because the way that the physical world responds is through physical action. If you refuse to take physical action, but you know this, right? You know this personally, that if you refuse to take physical action and therefore avoid getting the knocks, then you don't get the success. Well, and what I, what I really hear you saying is you're outlining the importance of priming your environment. You're filling your head, you're filling your space, you're surrounding yourself with these people who continue to reinforce these new ways of thinking so that you can be able to persist through the challenges and be able to get that momentum to be able to break through to the next level so that you're not just thinking, Hey, this is a new way that I want to think, but you're actually borrowing that belief long enough for you to then be able to enable that to become a part of who you are, your identity, and then be able to go out and do, do the great things in your life. Yes. And also, I'm going to jump even further, if I may. And maybe at this point, people will turn the podcast off because they're like, oh, she's a crazy lady. But if I may, even further, when you get to that, when you get to that, where you keep priming your pump and you keep grounding in your own being, I feel like there's also a greater wisdom that shows up. There's a mm -hmm. point where you're listening to, you're hearing a simpler way of thinking and a greater wisdom on how to get stuff done and how to be a human being, to do what's right in the moment so that right is now and in the future. What I love about doing what's right in the moment is that you also are protecting yourself now, but you're also protecting your future because you're not questioning whether or not that was a good choice or not because you know you made the choice you could in the moment, right? So you're shielding yourself from your own doubt. But the point is, is that there's this voice that shows up that you can then start listening to that wants to feed your success and wants to keep you healthy and authentic listening to that voice, learning to surrender to the wisdom of that voice really helps you to move forward faster. And all of this is under the guise of you need to be in that place to start thinking differently so that you can go out and change your life 
and be able to start attracting those things that you want. And this is true even if you've had a lot of success, because yes. at different points during your life, as you're climbing that ladder or you're on that flow upward, you're going to run into challenges. You're, those old beliefs are going to come back and you're going to need to continue to prime so that you can be able to move through and, and really create the life you want. But one thing that's underlining all of this, and I think you've really alluded to it, but let's touch on it in more detail um, right here is just the importance of being clear on what that vision is. Yes. So what do you suggest for folks when it comes to getting clear on that vision of Absolutely. what they actually want and what's important to them and how do they dissect between what they've been told they should want versus what actually is going to lead to more happiness, satisfaction, fulfillment, and all sure. the good things that we that we want to feel. Yeah, I call it the vision in your head. So I, I, I making the vision in your the vision in your head in numbers. So what I do is I literally work, sit with clients and I go, okay, look, you have a vision in your head. Like we started this conversation with the vision in your head, right? We go back to the vision in your head. So you have a vision in your head of who you want to be in twenty years, and almost always in that vision is financial abundance and some sense of freedom. I don't know anybody who has a vision in their head that in 20 years they want to be trapped, unhappy, and stuck, right? Almost always the vision in their head has some <laughs> sense of right? like, Okay, so tell me about the vision. Now, what kind of house do you have? What kind of car do you have? What kind of family do you have? Are you married? Are you single? What do you see yourself doing in real estate? Are you sitting on the beach collecting checks? Are you actively being a syndicator running a $100 million portfolio? What's that vision in your head? That vision in the head then creates a very concrete picture of where we're going, the North Star. Whether that's, gee, I want to be a, for me, it used to be, I, it's funny, I used to want to own a office building in downtown LA. Glad I don't at this moment in time, but that used to be the vision <laughs> in my head. Not anymore, but that's okay. Um, the point is, this, let's say the vision in your head in 20 years is you want to be a multi, you want to be a, a, a a hope someday to be a Stephen, right? That they are a syndicator, they'll be having multi-units, in-state, out-of-state, they've got 100 million under, that they've processed or more, this is who they wanna be. And I go, great. And this is generally, this is the house they want, the car they want, the kids they want, the family, they, we've got it all mapped out. This vision has been made very clear. Then I go, well, then what, so we break it up. So what do you need to do 10 years? What do you need to do in five years? What do you need to do in this year? What do you need to do in this week? So you take it and you break it down into backwards action steps and they go, well, then what should I invest in? I'm like, well, if you want to do multifamily in 20 years, let's start with residential. <laughs> let's start with you building the skill set and educating yourself and connecting to people in your world who are going to be there in 20 years where you when you get to where you want to land. So it becomes very actionable, very specific and very intentional. That's what I meant by intentionally crafting the world you want to live in is taking this vision and taking it all the way back to what are you going to do this week? And so you're really taking that you're talking about, okay, so we've got this vision, we're getting clear on it. And then we're actually going to back in. How do we actually get there? What are those steps or those strategies? And what I think is so beautiful about this, and I'm, I'm sure you agree is that throughout our life, we have a vision and we're excited about it and it's amazing. And we get new information. Mm -hmm. We get an experience and we end up deciding, okay, well, actually the thing that I want is changed. It morphs. And so that's the beautiful thing is that we never want to get to a point where we're so sure of what we want that we won't be interested or willing to accept or take something better. 
but that we're going through this process. It's a continuous process. It's not something that's fixed. You do once, you know, I've talked to folks who have had a coach in the past and they talk about all the great things that came from working with that coach. And then at somewhere along the point, they felt like they graduated from working with that person. They maybe needed something different, but they didn't, they were swinging from one, uh, from one vine and they let go and they never reached back for another vine to continue that growth. And they see themselves hit a plateau or start to move down away from that. And that's why it's so important that you continuously be priming yourself to be in that position, to be able to continue down the path that you actually yes. want to arrive at. So as we're getting close to wrapping up here, okay. I've got a couple questions left, but before I do, will you share with folks how they can follow you or, or get in touch? Sure, it's easy enough. So Christina Suter, S-U-T-E-R.com, my website, easy enough. Uh, you can see on there both my class and my my uh, my mastermind class, as well as my consulting practice, where I specifically work with people on mindset and wealth and financial freedom and real estate investing, which is a lot of what we just talked about. Um, I'm going to be adding the page in there that is the Vegetar Investment Advisor with the intent of opening of having a multifamily office. So not every client will make sense to be in the multifamily office. So we have space for that. Um, I'm really about creating transformation and about education. So I have a YouTube channel, uh, ChristinaSuter.com. We also have the FIBI Pasadena YouTube channel. That's all that's like six years worth of our videos at our real estate meetings. I also have an Instagram as well as a Facebook. I try to put out economic information because that's a topic we didn't even get into, but I've learned the humbleness that all ships rise and fall on the tide. And that tide isn't my opinion. That tide is the larger tide of the world. So I have to remain humble to that. And economics is the tide that real estate rises and falls on. So you can find me on those. You can also find me on Bigger Pockets and LinkedIn, but I spend more time on Instagram and YouTube. All of those are great places to follow along with Christina. And we'll have to have you back to talk about the economy and the rising tide because it's, you know, it's very important. That's where, where I'm talking to and what I'm referring to when I say we're all playing a game and the rules of the game change. So a great example of the rules of the game changing is that, you know, all of a sudden interest rates went from zero to four mm-hmm. or five, 6% and, and higher. And so when that, when that actually, when that changes in the economy, the rules of the investment game have to change as well. And the problem is so many people hold on to the old game that they've been playing, although they need to recognize they're actually playing a new game so they can persist forward. So as we kind of wrap up today's conversation, Christina, there's a lot of folks who are listening who are excited to make a shift. They want to go to that next level They Mm -hmm. feel like they're in a funk or they maybe feel like they're capable of more and they know what to do, yet they're not doing it. What Mm -hmm. advice do you have to those folks about making that personal breakthrough and being able to get to the other side so they can keep that momentum going? They need a therapist, a mentor, and a personal growth workshop, all the above. (laughs) Because we all know how to lose weight, but we don't all lose weight. What's in the way? It's our own belief systems, limiting beliefs, childhood fears, And really, that is the thing. And it really is that simple. It's just hard to believe that it can be that simple. So it's simple to choose. It's simple to choose success. It's hard to implement. And getting the shit out of the way, excuse my language, is the way that you can actually get to implementing. So yes, you can have goals. Yes, you can have visions. Yes, you can focus on all that. And 
do the inner work so that implementing those is so much easier. So yeah, that's such good advice. What a great conversation. Or, or call me. You can call me and talk to me. How's that? <laughs> Getting a great coach or mentor in your corner makes all the difference. Christina, thanks so much for joining us today. And thank you all the listeners for, for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Von Finch Capital. If you're interested in investing alongside me in the same type of real estate opportunities that I personally invest in, then head over to Von Finch Capital and join their private investor network. You can do so at vonfinch.com invest. Join me on that next deal. And I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level. Hey, this is Steven again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is the Insider's Newsletter. Would you enjoy getting a single email every week with some of my favorite things, including tips and strategies on how to get the most out of your life and your investments? Basically, what it is is some of the coolest things that I've discovered or am pondering when it comes to life, investing, and business delivered in a short email every week to your inbox. Easy to sign up for, easy to cancel. If you'd like to try it out, type into your browser, investormindset.com newsletter to get started, and you'll get the very next one.